Keep going. Just keep going. Just start, start over, over in three, two, one. Start over in three, two. I'm just gonna baby Yoda sip my coffee here. Yeah. I think we should keep this. I don't know why. Um. Baby Yoda. <laughs> three, two, one. What is up, fellow intellectuals? And today we are on the Get Geek podcast. Uh, we're where we do like geeky stuff and other stuff. And other stuff. Yeah, and other stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. How um, geeky are we? Uh, ninety so. percent. What? I'm a million. Ten percent memes for me. Hundred and ten percent. We forgot geeky. about that. Wait, didn't you one time like guarantee free memes? Free memes. Which I yeah. did put memes. Where? On Instagram. I didn't see them. I didn't see the memes. I'm your Instagram. He's our he's our he's our, reg, he's our resident meme lying. guy, and I think he's falling off. We need to see more memes. We need to see more memes. More okay. memes, but Eli. Most, but most of the memes that I like look at aren't necessarily considered for children. They're but anyway. What? Um. What? Like, anyway, you'd be us, surprised. Tell us what we're doing um, today, man. Tell us uh, what we're doing. My name is Eli. Yo, yo, this is Jose. This is Jose. I'm joined by two, two other guests besides this one over here besides to my left. Me. This is Wolfie. What's up? I'm one of the other two guests. And this yeah. is the other fellow intellectual guest, AJ, over mm. in this corner. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, um... Today we're going to be discussing part two of House of X and Powers of Ten. Yes, sir. This is our second episode, and the issues that we're going to be discussing are... Uh, do you have the list there, actually, Eli? I think we have we it have, here. It's, it's Powers of So, yeah, because, you know, the order's a little bit of a... Uh, not a mess, but it's it's Powers of X2, Powers of X3. Wrong, wrong, and, wrong, wrong, and wrong, House wrong. Of, uh, powers of Ten, excuse me. I was going to let Eli powers correct of, you. Powers of Ten, too. <laughs> Powers of ten three. See, I'm confusing myself and trying to like, hold to, like, on, hold on. Give it. me yeah. one second, just like one second. Right so. here. So yeah, we're 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 discussing some more comics, bruh, bruh. Yeah, powers of X, powers of ten, two, powers of ten, three, and, and then House of X. House of X three yeah. is what we're getting to today, right, Eli? Yeah. That's what we jumping on. So, shall we jump right into it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So, um, all right. So, uh, going to give you guys the synopsis. We're going to go uh, quick synopsis, issue by issue, and then talk a little bit about the art from each issue, the art and the dialogue and so on and so forth. Okay. So, the uh, first issue we're going to be discussing is, pow- again, Powers of Ten, uh, issue two, and it is titled, We Are Together Now, You and I. Okay, so, uh, Xavier and Moira visit Magneto on his island base in the uh, Bermuda Triangle. Um, Magneto not really wanting to see their face, but Xavier's over there, uh, and he's come to uh, mend old wounds with Magneto and try to to create some sort of partnership with him. Um, And despite initially mistrusting him, Magneto agrees to open his mind to them. Uh, Magneto at first would never... Uh, opens his mind thinking that this is a ploy for them to finally um, take control of him and put an end to him. But he does agree to take this, his uh, helmet off and allow Xavier to touch his mind. 
through Xavier, Moira reveals her true nature to him, giving Magneto a glimpse into her previous lives. Seeing the many ways in which he has failed, Magneto agrees to Xavier and Moira's proposal, which is a long-term plan to guarantee the future of mankind. Um, and that is, if you guys remember, that is in the X1 part of the uh, Powers of Ten. So before I continue, uh, for those of you guys that are still... Uh, need a little bit of refresher. Uh, Powers of Ten follows a little bit of a schema where it's um, X1, which is the early days of the X-Men timeline, X10, which is the present timeline, uh, X100, which is 100 years into that timeline, then X1000, which is 1,000 years into the timeline. So um, going that was in X1, which is the early days of uh, the X-Men timeline. <coughs> In the present timeline, which is X10, Magneto and Xavier show Cyclops the plans to the to the Mother Mold, which is a master mold that creates other master molds. They believe that the Mother Mold will usher in a new generation of Sentinels, and that this is when Nimrod emerges. They order a strike on the Mother Mold, which is on a station orbiting the Sun, and Cyclops leaves to assemble a team. In the uh, X100, which is 100 years into the future from that point, I believe uh, Cardinal and Rasputin returned successful from their mission, having retrieved an indexing machine, which will which will allow them to know the location of key machine intel. Krakoa manages to successfully decrypt the index, revealing the location. War points out that the information is useless since they would have to hold off the Sentinels in order to access the interface which would in turn be a suicide mission, but Apocalypse assures them that they will succeed as he will personally lead them. Which, again, it's just one of those things that's super striking to me to see Apocalypse leading uh, a some form of X-Men team. Heck yeah, It's dude. freaking amazing. This I love this. This is like one of... Yeah, exactly. It's this, whole, this whole comic run. It's, it's a seller. It's a seller. Um... And now, finally, a thousand years into the future, the librarian and Nimrod have been have been successful in their plan. In order to prove their value to the higher civilizations in the universe, they created collective intelligence called the Nimbus, which transforms Nibiru Nibiru into a world mind. The world mind is found by the phalanx, who successfully consume it and come to Earth to find its creators. They ask them what it is they seek, and they answer ascension wishing to be absorbed into the phalanx collective. Yeah, this this part that the 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 1000 years in the future, especially here initially. This is one of the parts where I was I had to read it a couple of times cuz I was like what the heck is going on here? Why yeah, are they there's ascending to what? Right, and it's one of those uh, one of those things that like uh requires I guess just like faith that everything will be explained. This is definitely, um, though, I will say, like, since we're talking about the artwork for sure, this is this is one of my favorite sections of artwork, the the X-1000, the future part of it. Uh, the artwork that you see here with Nimrod and with the rest of them, I, I find it to be really striking because it's very, like, cyberpunk. You know what? Yeah. Really yeah, cool absolutely. tech-looking art yeah. in the background. And it contrasts pretty well, I think, with some of the earlier art that we see that's focused a lot on, like, the sunlight, the direction of the sunlight, the nature, and like all the, the natural elements of Krakoa and other places. I think it, it's a striking and it's a really interesting contrast as well. Um, uh, AJ, last time you were talking about the colors, how do you feel like about like uh, the, the colors of this issue? 
Well, I uh, they're they're pretty good for me. Um, I don't know, like like to me, I found the colors really really striking. Uh, I love what they did with like their color selection, their you know uh, their palette, you could say, for the scenery and so on. It's almost like it's not even like the last one. Uh, it looked very like very visceral, very real. Like this, it's like. You're taking a snapshot out of out of time, and it's like you know that you know that uh, that painting of the of like the Christ table thing, the Last Supper, yeah, the Last yeah, Supper, like that, that. Like <laughs> super famous, world famous Da Vinci. It felt like something out of <laughs> or Michelangelo. Was Michelangelo. I was gonna, I don't remember. Who no, it's Da Vinci. It might be Da Vinci. It's the Da Vinci. It's da Vinci's I just remember that it was called the Last Supper. Da Vinci's like, Last Supper. Yeah. Everybody uses it in pop culture now for a bunch of. I think what was it? Um, Battlestar Galactica had a poster when that came out years ago that used the same layout. They had people sitting around the table. Right. Was, there was something else that came out recently that had that, but. That notwithstanding, I was gonna say actually, like you're you're right because the art in this is a little bit more like like some modern art or like some painting, like like something that's really really interesting about it because it's a little softer. The lines are not as as hard as some of the edges in the previous episodes or the previous issues, excuse me. Yeah, and that's probably why I think maybe the end art is a little bit more striking to me too when you go into the future and you see Nimrod. And all that's that. true. I mean, you know, it's funny that you said that. That like, you know, like for you, it felt like this is like a snapshot in time, but it really is, right? Because this is we're talking about the past. This mm-hmm. is the early days of of the X Men timeline, um, and uh, I I personally found that there was a lot of really cool work done with uh with the colors over here um the the art in this book were amazing um it it was amazing to me uh looking at a panel here where xavier is you know essentially the point where he's showing magneto um uh all of moira's lives and everything that moira has like uh told him and like this like purple filter on him it's I, i i i really like how they did some of the colors here and then um, that's and then the image, this is probably, yeah. in my opinion, one of the most striking images in the entire issue, which is, uh, she, they're not just showing, they're not like Xavier Moore aren't showing Magneto just the, um, uh, all of Moira's lives, but specifically every single, uh, way that Magneto has failed showing him that his way is not going to work no matter what he tries, yeah. you know? And this is the only way that they felt like they're, which I think is true. The Magneto's one of those guys that like, he's not going to, he's 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 the see it to believe it kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's his way or the highway, and he needs to make sure that his way doesn't work first. You know, Magneto's a chess player, right? So if you tell him he's gonna fail, then he starts thinking about every single move he's going to make, and he's like, I'm not gonna fail. What are you talking about? I'm Magneto. I never fail. Right. I always win, even though he never wins. Uh, that's not true, but like, yeah, like it. It is. It definitely makes sense that they did it that way because they showed every single instance where every step that he took that he thought would lead to success led to spectacular failure. I mean, they probably even showed him dying a couple of times. I would imagine. Well, they did. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. For sure. So that's the ultimate failure. I guess. I wonder if. Died. I wonder if like because they didn't explicitly say it, but do you think that uh, he he? I'm assuming that he felt. All the deaths, also probably. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like probably. physically, you think that maybe that was like I like can see it to him. Yeah. It's like the crow. He's like transferring the memories yeah. and the pain, like he does to that guy at the end to beat him. Yeah, so this, I can definitely see that. This part's pretty interesting too. Like um, after all of this, in a show of trust, Moira picks up the helmet and gives it back to Magneto, 
so that he can go back to, you know, uh, protecting his mind from any other telepaths, mm -hmm. you know, before they continue, before they ask him to join forces, you know, so it's like, you know, return to your safety net and then let's discuss about joining. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty striking, pretty important. I think it was a great show of trust and kind for him basically removing his helmet and deciding to trust them and her showing like your trust was not unwarranted. Not only did we tell you everything that was going to happen, but we trust you to protect yourself yeah, again because yeah. we feel that now that we've shown you all this, like what else can you do but be on our side? We showed you dying and failing many, many times over. So it is a, it's a really good way to set up this issue. Yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to, to read a couple of these panels, specifically the, uh, the panel where Xavier does ask uh, Magneto to join him. He, he, Xavier goes to uh, Magneto. Um, and not as Magneto, but as Eric. He says, join us, Eric. Join me. Oh, and, I like this. And Magneto, in his uh, kind of like uh, godly look, says, I won't acquiesce to sympathy or doubt, Charles. I won't give an inch. I will check you at every moment of weakness. And if you falter, know that I will not. Mm -hmm. And Xavier extends his hand and says, I would expect nothing else. This, I think, moment also is... As X-Men always has been, well, most has mostly been good at, they find ways in these moments to give you the character in a nutshell. And this is definitely a moment where you see Professor X and Magneto kind of in a nutshell. Magneto saying, like, I'm going to trust you, but if this messes up or if you fail or if you trick me, like, basically, I'll kill over. you. I'll yeah. Or, like, I'll take over, whatever it is. And that's the Professor X that, even though, like you said, he's 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 different, like... And it's a little bit more of a jerk, the Professor X, than we're yeah. used to. There's still that aspect of him that that trusts the people that are his friends or that he's been involved with for a long enough time. Sometimes even a little too much. So you get that from this scene too. I think this little snippet. Yeah. All, all I gotta say about that scene mm -hmm. is, <laughs> you must have more to say than bruh. Because if you look at Xavier's eyebrows, damn. Hold on. If you go back, oh, with the and with his five o'clock shadow from not having from having shaved earlier that day. Yeah, damn. These eyebrows like go like a triangle or something, bro. Magneto doesn't even have pupils, bro. bro. Jesus, bro. What this the this heck? is a really good panel, though. I like this. This I, entire I like page the is panel, well done. But like, damn. Jeez, what the heck is up with those eyebrows, bro? <laughs> Some of the character designs are a little off, but I think the artwork is nice nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So it turns out, I guess, that uh, the, the main crux of the problem in this world is... Uh, I'm sorry, and it looks like Eli actually wanted to interject before I moved on. But what did you want to... What up? Or were you going to do another bruh? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not stopping. I was about that. to do the scene that you're going to do. Oh. Tell us about it. Go then. ahead. Wait, Tell what? us your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's, there's, um, oh, I thought you were going to do it, but no, there's no, a scene it's okay. with, um, so, uh, this is a round table discussion, so let's go around the table. Yeah, what okay. did you, what did you find interesting or what did you find worth mentioning about that scene? Space, um, I think it's, it's Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah, Cyclops. Oh my Jesus, gosh, I, you don't know who Cyclops brain, is. I had a brain fart there. I had a brain throw fart. Throw this coffee in your face. <laughs> I think I had a similar one last week, <laughs> but I don't remember what it was because that brain fart is just stuck in my head. I Go ahead. I just had a super brain fart. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, one thing, th if you flip back to like page 12, mm -hmm. um, there's this there's this one scene that I re uh, really 
one panel that I really like, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just the last panel where it shows, then it will be done. And, right. And, mm -hmm. like, I really like this scene because it shows how Cyclops has grown over time to be much more of a leader in a way. Right. Which is interesting if, if yeah. you think about it, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you know, the thing is that like Cyclops has always been the de facto leader of mm -hmm. the X-Men in the field, mm -hmm. but he, he always did kind of have like an underlying questioning of like Xavier's intentions and this, that, and the other and whatnot. Whereas in this scene, you do kind of see very emphatically that he's not really questioning anything. I mean, he, for sure, he's questioning what's going on and what their whole purpose is. But when he's told that, you know, we need this done, he accepts it, you know. More more militaristic than ever, I feel like the Cyclops is. Yeah, he's a good soldier. Yeah. Than he ever has been. Because he, not only has he doubted Professor X, but he's doubted himself so often in the past as well. His own leadership abilities, he's doubted his fellow X-Men. He's had his rivalries with Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. There, there's always been, like, the infighting. And that's actually yeah. uh, to, to, to kind of be... Uh, to, to harp a little bit more on that mm -hmm. um that's one thing that i enjoy mm -hmm. about like this whole new x-men world mm -hmm. that they're building is that it's no longer like that was in my opinion corny you know or like that the repetitive the repetitive like love triangles yeah. and the inner rivalry where like there's nothing nothing really bigger than them you know that's now they things never are like grew past it yeah they never really years. grew past it ever you know now like i'm sure like mm -hmm. some of that stuff is still there and i'm sure we're gonna see more of that stuff in the future when it comes to like personal relationships between other mutants but there's such mm -hmm. a big thing with like their whole nation building thing and and, and their geopolitical situation that 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 they're trying to kind of show in the dawn of x which is what they're trying to build through here that you know, we're kind of getting away from that, and that's kind of taking, like, a little bit more of a side, you know, step or, or a much lower role. Like, you know, the story of Cyclops and Wolverine's uh, relationship isn't that big of a deal anymore, it's, or at least it doesn't seem like it's going to be. Um, that's what's interesting about the comic as a whole in a, in a yeah. real way, too, because it's it's about the bigger picture now, like it like it has never been yes, yes. in X-Men. So now, so uh, speaking specifically of this uh, uh, about the scene, in this scene, we kind of get exactly what our, um, what their purpose is, what, what the sense of urgency is. So up until this point, they've been working towards a, a, a future, you know, where they can have, you know, the, the nation of Krakoa as their, you know, their island nation and all that stuff where they can give mutants um the freedom that they deserve but before they can do that they need to stop uh, uh nimrod from happening and this is the scene where we get that that, they, that it has to be stopped and in this specific scene there is a specific scene where you can see xavier and magneto looking directly at cyclops and xavier saying they have to be stopped and magneto uh adding Remember, this will be a frontal assault of an orbital station tens of millions of miles away, built by a secret organization whose sole purpose is the extinction of mutants. Can such a thing even be done? And this is where we get to uh, Eli's um, uh, frame or uh, you know scene that it's he just spoke panel, about. Great statement right there. Where Cyclops says, does it need doing? Xavier says, yes. And so Cyclops replies, then it will be done. Just want to mention with the artwork here. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I noticed this the second time around when I watched this. When I when I read the the issue, 
Doesn't Ma Magneto in that top right panel look a little bit like Fossbender? <laughs> Is it just me? Oh, dude, yeah, he you're really right. Really looks like Fossbender right Who's there. Who's Fossbender? The guy who plays Magneto yeah. in the newer yeah. X Men movies, yeah, he Michael does. Fossbender. You know, it, it he might looks be... like the actor. You, I, I think it might be more due to yeah, like the design of the helmet. It's yeah. more akin to the one of the movies. Yeah, it might be know? that, but there's definitely like got a little glimpse of, of yeah. like his character right there. Yeah, that's true. Which is interesting. But moving on, moving on. Um, so now we're in the uh, year 100 section, mm -hmm. um, and this is where you know we have the I guess the future X Men, which again we see Magneto in a green costume now instead of the white one that we've been seeing in the uh, present day. Uh, Cardinal and Rasputin, but Wolverine, and I think Wolverine is the only one that we see, aside from Apocalypse. You know, we have Apocalypse here, looks awesome and almighty, love it. Um, especially this scene where we get like the profile image of him. God, I, I, I mean, I, I love the artwork in this issue. Uh, that's my guy. The dialogue is great too. You know what? Can you can you talk to us a little bit about Nimrod? I still have trouble like understanding Nimrod. So. From what I understand, Nimrod is the apex, uh, not android. Why was I going to say android? Uh, uh, sort of, isn't Well, yes, AI. Sort of. Well, apex, AI, sentinel. Sentinel on top yeah. of sentinel on top yeah. of sentinel, basically. Like, yeah, think he's, of he's, the, he's the ultimate, he's the apex sentinel. Like, mm -hmm. think of a Super Saiyan Skynet. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, that sounds scary. He's the sentinel. Basically, that. Well, he's he's the he's the evolution, the further evolution of the mother mold, correct? Like maybe yeah. five or right. ten times over. Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. They're trying to stop Nimrod from happening, but as you can see here in year one hundred, Nimrod happens. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> he is. The you power might say, outburst is so cool. Inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it's what it seems like because. They always run into him, even in the older comics. Yeah. When they, got into the, when they get to the future, Nimrod is always waiting for them. Well, if you remember in the, um, what was it? It was uh, House of X 2, right? The last one, the one with Moira's uh, reveal? Yeah, it was House of yes. X 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she said that like the thing that the one constant thing is that artificial intelligence uh, and its supremacy is inevitable. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's like there's nothing, everything that she tried to do, it could not stop the, uh, the machines taking over. Um, so yeah, Nimrod is basically the uh, this guy. the Omega of this, you know. Yeah, I, I gotta admit that he's awesome. He's got he's, cool characters. In yeah, like, there are some really cool characters here. He has the Shakespearean moment. He has the. I just love his sadistic compassion. He's got a like sense of I'm humor. gonna kill you because it's the better thing for you. <laughs> oh um, this will be a relief for you. So. so this scene here, right? The artwork in this is really, really good. I'll say that much. Um, I feel like the artwork kept getting better. That's why. Like, I, I mean, the artwork, the artwork was, was always good, like from the very first issue. But the more, like, I'm just scanning through here, and like the the lines are cr super crisp. The colors are amazing. Like, oh my gosh, this is some of the best artwork I've ever seen. This um, part is kind of like it's it's. I also love Wolverine's look. It's basically set up because their mission here is what is what was their mission here? Their mission was they needed to get like we still don't know exactly what it is, but it's some That's information right. that they needed to extract. Um, I think it has to do with uh, the the uh, um, the location of uh, it has Nim to do the, the with mother, the master mold, mother mold, or whatever it is. Something to, and Nimrod related. Yeah, what I remember, but I can't remember specifically what it was. It was basically what they're doing in the past. 
they're pinpointing the exact point mm-hmm. where Nimrod would come into being. So that way, when Moira goes into her next life... That's right. Mm-hmm. Wait, we're not there yet. Oh, my bad. We're not there well, yet. No spoilers us, yet. Yeah, give us a little <laughs> bit of a, of a reminder. Right. Of so, so we're, we're, you know, you got a little bit of a hint of what they're actually trying to do, but how they do it is a whole different story. And then we get into the year 1000, which I'm still complete. I still don't understand like this point right here, to be honest with you. Um, but apparently there's this. is, I think this is where we get introduced to the librarian, right? Did we yes. get introduced to the librarian before? don't think so not formally if right no. the librarian yeah. is this blue character which we don't know who this librarian is or where they come from and then we get this is uh, nimrod the greater isn't it i think nimrod the greater is the ai he's talking yeah the ai yeah, yeah. there's a little like floating yeah. piece so whereas before we had nimrod the lesser which was kind of like a man machine looking being um uh in all his mighty power nimrod the greater is just a small little um, <coughs> sorry, uh, floating AI. That it's it's kind of like you remember in Halo the um, what's the name of the uh, the floating three four three guilty spark? Is that what it was? Yeah, I remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. The little like, blue guy. Yeah, the little blue guy that yeah, ended up like uh, like activating Halo, right? Was like, that Halo yeah, two yeah. or was that Halo? No, he Halo, was in Halo's was in, one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. Oh, but okay. Halo one is the one that he's following him around, and then he attacks him, right? That's, that's what I'm thinking of. He turns on him, but I think in yeah, number three, him. he actually starts shooting fire. Uh, okay, okay. okay. That must so be one of the things. this is where we introduce the librarian, Nimrod, their whole, like, they're looking at a civilization here. Uh, I mean, really kind of very ambiguous uh, information is being given to us um, where the you see them. Uh, we also get introduced to the phalanx. Uh, which are these kind of beings that have like no real faces or anything like that? This this whole thing kind of reminds me of Mass Effect. Reminds me of the um, the alien race that the main villain is a part of, which I can't recall right now. But the the machines that have like basically lived for centuries and eons before, like like. Uh, for each time that that all life gets wiped out in the universe, they still exist. This mm-hmm. is this is some. It's like some I guess sort it's of machine like sentient hybrid or something. Like I that. feel like this might be like this universe's or some form of in, uh, interpretation of a of of a god of some sort. Because in this in, in one of the scenes we have uh, this un- being that represents the phalanx, where they're asking this specific civilization that they're looking at. Um, in a kind of like a little bit of a cryptic way, they say the panel reads or this being reads, uh, they fought for sovereignty and lost, but we, the phalanx, saw, and that's in parentheses, uh, saw the whispering gods behind it. We, phalanx, have heard your message, now hear ours. What do you seek? And then you see the being say ascension, which is what they want. And now you see this kind of like black orb I suppose swallowing the planet in like some a, way. It's like a, a black star or something like that. Yeah. But the so reason, if you look at the panel with that godlike being, that's why I get the sense that it's some sort of machine hybrid because it does what they do. Right, in the right, comics, right, right. No, you I, get I that believe square, that. Yeah. That square yeah, yeah, yeah. It has box. like the square dialogue box. It, like to to denote that it's digital speaking. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but um, I still don't really understand what the heck is going on in year one thousand. I don't think we're meant to understand all. Yeah, of that I think though. again, like it's one of those things that you have to have faith that all will be explained. 
So pretty much. Um, Shall we? So that's continue? that's the uh, and that was uh, so again that was Powers of Ten issue two two, two. and following yep. that we're gonna go right into Powers of Ten issue three, uh, which is titled "This Is What You Do." Um, so as the Church of Ascendancy. Uh, dedicated to the worship of the machines, is giving a sermon at the Temple of Concordance. All stuff which I have no idea what this is yet, um, giving <coughs> us <Excuse> more <coughs> ambiguous information. The X-Men arrive and attack. Omega Sentinel watches from the human machine monolith and tries to convince Nimrod the Lesser of the need to investigate, but he refuses dis dismissing the attack. Omega heads off alone to confront the X-Men, where she and her squadron of Sentinels gain the upper hand, prompting Rasputin IV to remove, to remove Death's Mask, unleashing the black hole contained within his head, killing both the remaining X-Men and the Sentinels. Meanwhile, Apocalypse leads war and famine into an old machine databank in order to retrieve an information crystal. They are successful in finding it, but are intercepted by Nimrod. Famine opens a portal for them to retreat through, and Apocalypse stays behind to buy them time, which is one of the most awesome scenes yep. I've ever seen in comic books. Yep. Yeah. Period. War and Famine escape, with Apocalypse seemingly succumbing to Nimrod. Back in the safety of, of Asteroid K, War releases Mother Akaba, also known as Moira Kinross. Ooh. Yeah, remember. Sorry, guys. Uh, something just kind of like started to make sense from like if you're reading uh the dawn of x series as as we speak uh something just made sense <laughs> uh made not sense. spoiling anything uh -huh. uh, not spoiling spoiler, anything i'm currently spoiler, on issue number four of like the entire dawn of x series and this is awesome now anyway uh so yeah back in the safety of astro k war releases mother akaba also known as moira uh kinross from her stasis he presents her with the information crystal, force-feeding the information into her, into her mind. As per Apocalypse's request and with Moira's consent, War then kills Moira in order for her to start over again, now armed with the knowledge of exactly when in time Nimrod emerges. Now, one thing that we didn't speak about is who War is. Yeah. We haven't actually told you guys who it is, and we're going to speak about that right now. This I is again this. one of those. This is this, in my opinion, is one of those issues that that should have been highlighted in red. When so, in the back of every issue, you have like the 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 list of the release dates of every issue and the order you're supposed to read it. And the ones highlighted in red denote a very very important thing, which in one way it was cool that they didn't because this came as a total surprise. I thought I was reading an issue that was just kind of normal and. Uh, dropping information and then we have apocalypse against nimrod and war doing the deed which is freaking sick so let's go ahead and re and then and and discuss uh again let's go ahead and start with um the uh let's start at let's, the beginning. let's go right at the beginning so um we are introduced once again to like i believe this is more of his timeline right uh, uh you have to go all the way back i was scrolling with you oh, as yes. you were Excuse well, me. I'm looking at this first page, and I'll Hold tell on, you. This, uh... Yeah, that's the right one. Oh, okay. One second. And they show the Church of Ascendancy awesome. that, like, half that robot, still, yeah, what the hell is like, that? half organic kind of looking guy with the with the kind of weird outfit and weird hat. He looks oh, pretty wow. cool. Right. So, okay. So, right now, this is, in this issue, we're dealing with uh, the ninth life of Moira. 
right? Which, mm-hmm. if you guys remember from our last episode, uh, the previous issues showed Moira's ninth life continuing, okay? Which we didn't know when the life was to end. And we get told here, obviously, that ends at some point. Um, just that's. Sorry, guys, I'm on uh, Comixology, and I am lost in my chapters, and we are back. We got it. All right, so, yes. So, take us through. What do you guys think of the art in this issue? This is, a, this is another issue where the art is pretty good. I think this is one of the best ones, actually. In my I opinion. mean, I think the art is great everywhere, but it's a little bit different, right? Like, when, whereas in the last issue, you spoke about how, like, you had, like, um, kind of, like, the snapshots in time and so on and so forth. This one seems a little bit you know sharper yeah and also more in I your noticed, face i noticed that there are a lot more lines and the lines are more bolder it's a bit different. yeah there is yeah you're right about that actually i think that's what that's what tends to 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 make it like sharper to the eye i think you know you, you know what i love about this the artwork good eye, in this eye. One? the artwork in this one if you look at each page there's a there's a very clear color scheme on every page that's meant to evoke a certain mood, almost every page at least, especially when you get into like the next couple of episodes. There are pages that are hued mainly in blue, pages that are hued mainly in orange, and like you know, not everybody in the page is going to be that color, obviously. But like, right, but I, but you know, that's one of those things that I like. I enjoy, and it's funny because um, it, it, like it, it's it a actually good example when you yeah, look at actually, some of yeah, these pages, right? right? No, yeah, you're There's right. It's a that's definitive true. color scheme on each page, and it's really kind of trying to evoke the mood of what they're doing or what's occurring on that page. And that's something that I really liked about this one. I like I like the character design of Nimrod also. We get to see him in a little more detail yeah, in this it's one. Yeah. Sick. Nimrod is um, dope. Nimrod is dope. Yeah, Nimrod is cool. De- definitely looking forward to seeing cuz we still haven't like gotten like uh, like the meat and potatoes of Nimrod. We've only gotten glimpses of him in this year 100 era. Uh, that we're getting in, in in a few of these pages in the in the power series, right? You know what it is about Nimrod to me in a way. Like, I've I've never He's actually a been a huge fan of Ultron. <laughs> I think Ultron is is honestly. I was a never lame. a fan of Ultron. That was it was a yeah. chore to read. I know. know I know you like Ultron in the movie. Ultron in the comic is different though. Ultron actually, in the comic is kind of boring. He's just yeah. But that's like, also because was, was it you that said that you enjoyed James Spader Ultron or was I it that, did that case? but. I also like because there there was an animated movie that was that was made way before that movie came out. Uh-huh. It was the next Avengers, where okay. it featured like oh. the son of Black Widow and Steve Rogers, the son yeah, of yeah, Black yeah. Panther mm-hmm. and I think his we were, Queen. I think we wa- I yeah. watched a little bit of that with you guys one of the yeah. times that I was here. That is my Ultron. That's much better though. I, I guess I'm more talking about the comic book version right because the comic book version is a little bit different than what you get in other mediums sometimes but like to me the reason that i'm enjoying nimrod so much is because we've we've known him in the past of course but i don't know if he's played this much of a role in any other comic before and he's he to me he's just he's a cooler ultron he's a way cooler ultron you know like and and he's a way more capable ultron and he still has a little bit of the sense of humor that, to me, in the movie with James Spader, fell a little flat. Okay. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it a lot. I mean, he, James yeah, Spader the, is good, but it wasn't great. Right? Yeah, I mean, in the movie, his he, he didn't really have that humor that 
you know, yeah, it, it wasn't really there. Yeah, you know, I don't think more I like think it a, felt a, flat. Like a, a sadistic or psychopathic AI, yeah, more than like a humorous one. Yeah, like you know? Nimrod has a really interesting sense of humor, which makes <laughs> yeah, his character really he's cool. He's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, I know best. Like you said, he's like, I'm gonna kill you because it's what's best for you. But, <laughs> but yeah, the artwork in this Didn't one he, is like, phenomenal. In, in the last issue, he like killed two guys just because like. I don't believe you. Yeah. That's when he blasted him. Like, they gave him, like, a mission report, and they were just nervous of giving him the mission report. I don't know if they were lying, or I don't remember if they were lying. I don't even remember what the interaction was. But he looked like he just, like, killed him just because. He was like, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> you know? So um, so here we are with the uh, the current team of X-Men, which is Cardinal, Rasputin, War, and Magneto, and uh, Apocalypse is also part of the team, and uh, as well as... Uh, Zorn, right? Yeah. Um, by, by the way, yeah, I'm gonna mention this. And we can expand on it later. But what's up with Magneto? Not only wearing that different costume, but being totally different from what you would expect from Magneto. So he's way in the background, right? So, I so, think I so know we don't know. Is, so, I, so I'm assuming that, like, like obviously Xavier's not in this timeline. So Xavier's died. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever plan they had. If you guys remember, right? So in 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 sorry in um uh, last issue. They gave Cyclops the mission to stop Nimrod from happening, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, something happens where Nimrod still happens, which means, at least in this timeline, that Xavier Magneto's plan failed. Mm-hmm. So, for what reason? Why would he be the leader, the de facto leader? That's true, right? but and maybe this is a matter of pride. Maybe because he failed, he's kind of letting himself be resigned to the background. Maybe he's letting Apocalypse lead things because yeah. he figures Apocalypse, you know, he's the most powerful. Yeah, and pretty Apocalypse, much ever. the leader of the X Men. How awesome is that? Anyway, Which, yeah, that's that's. Oof. Anyway, that's awesome. But go ahead. What were you, what were you gonna? No, so so again, we're we're over here. where they're in the middle of this battle, um, and uh, uh, we have Rasputin, I believe, who's kind of like a uh, a fusion between. A Nightcrawler and who else? Does anybody remember what other powers he has? He's like a kind of a, he's 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 a he's a cloned mutant where yeah, like his genes were spliced together between like Nightcrawler's genes and someone else. I forgot what the details what are. I kind of thought Magneto was too, but that's no, that's no, just no, Magneto that's is just, just Magneto. Yeah, mm. but anyway, uh, over here is where we have the introduction of all the Sentinels where the end is nigh for them. Uh, the Sentinels come to, like, kick the rest of the X-Men's butt. Um, and Famine, who I believe this is Famine, right, um, is actually Zorn. And right before... Yeah, yeah, So right here, after we finish our panel with Zorn over here, we, get, we shoot over to a panel where we have uh, Apocalypse and War infiltrating... Um, as well as uh, Krakoa, if you guys remember. Krakoa now kind of looks like a group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Um, so this is where they're trying to infiltrate Nimrod's base. And actually, the other thing to note, that this issue does not follow the whole scheme of X1, X10, X100, X1000. This is just the year 100, if you guys realize. Yes. This entire issue is the year 100, which, is again, is a reason why I think it should have been highlighted in red to let us know, hey, this is an important issue. And it's um, the, you know, the end of one of Moira's lives, which is hugely important. Right. So at this point is where uh, they get the information crystal so that Krakoa can uh, decode it and give them the information. Uh, we don't know exactly what the information is yet, but here is where we get to 
tell you guys who war is if you guys are just listening in and not following up by reading the books. War <laughs> decides to sniff, sniff. And he says there's something not quite right. Who has hey, a better sense of smell than war? It's going to be Wolverine. So Wolverine so is awesome. represents war. You know, I guess uh, one of uh, Apocalypse's four horsemen, right? Um, he realizes that Nimrod has come to attack. And this is where, um, fast forwarding a little bit to this get to the part where... Too, right? Because uh, what was it? Nimrod was talking to the Omega Sentinel. Right, yes, the that's what that Omega was like, hey, the X-Men are here, we need to worry. And Nimrod's like, eh, whatever, you deal with it. I don't yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nimrod's the one that, that, that sent the Omega Sentinel to deal with the X-Men because he already had a plan. He already knew. Again, he's, he, he's, he's the mastermind of everything. Yeah, he, as soon um, as they got the information, he was like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? So as soon as Nimrod shows up, he creates a crazy blast that pretty much blows Wolverine half to death, a.k.a. war. Uh, and he tells Apocalypse, uh, no, you go, I'll stay. You know, um, and Apocalypse says, if you could see what you look like, you would know how foolish that sounds. Go, I'll be right behind you. Which again, so freaking awesome. God, I love Apocalypse so much now. Uh, Krakoa opens up his belly, which turns into basically a portal. And now you see the silhouette of Apocalypse looking like an Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder from the 70s facing <laughs> off against three Nimrods. And getting spanked, getting which is spanked, the crazy yeah. part. Uh, yeah, Apocalypse, he's getting destroyed by the Nimrods. We don't know, we don't see his ultimate fate, but you figure they probably killed him. Like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, well, I mean, he's kind of an immortal, right? But at the same, but it's time, cool because, like, as they ended this form, as as they're kicking his butt, you know what I mean? Like, Nimrod is like Apocalypse, the mutant immortal, older than the world, the fittest of all. How sad this must be! But we don't see him go down without a fight. We see him crush one of the Nimrod's heads down. I mean, you don't. You, you very rarely see like apocalypse and like this kind of badassery. Um, and Nimrod then goes to know that natural selection has brought you here. How sad, how sad this must be to know that. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they, they electrocute him and that's the last we see of him, I believe, in this issue. Yeah, I believe so. Now, we if you remember. We can't forget, like, actually, the moment that was just before this is one of my favorite moments in the episode as well when Rasputin and Death are cornered. By the Omega oh, Sentinel. Yes, 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 yes. And they remove. And what, what's what are the line here? Because the line delivery is really, really awesome here too. I want to take a page from you and kind of deliver the line. So they're they're basically sitting there. Rasputin and Death are are resigned to well, dying. Um, and then Rasputin says to the Omega Sentinel, "Yeah, well, here's an inconvenience. He has a singularity in his head. Speaking of death." If I remove this mask, then all of this will be gone in an instant, so I'm not going to tell you. Stay back. I'm not going to tell you again. Stay back. Death says, no, come closer. This is the ending I have always wanted. The Omega Sentinel answers, a singularity. I don't think you will. You people care too much about holding on, even when you have nothing to hold on to. Besides, do you have any idea what lies at the heart of a real black hole? I'll give you a hint. It's where we're headed. It's where we're all headed. And then that line by Rasputin, you know what? You're right. I don't know. She just pulls off Death's mask and blows all the remaining Sentinels and the right, X Men yeah, that are yeah. in this area clean out of the water. The only ones that are left after that are Moira, War, and Wolverine, and Apocalypse, which is where we get to the next scene. 
which is right. also freaking awesome. So now, um, so again, so Krakow opens up his chest to a portal where uh, Wolverine, a.k.a. War, passes through and we see uh, the image of Moira, okay, where uh, Wolverine says, wake up, Moira, I have it, okay? Apocalypse knew, Wolverine continues and says, Apocalypse knew he might be on a clock, so he created some kind of way to force feed the information you need into your mind. Hold still, and he takes this information crystal and plunges it into her chest with like some sort of like gooey substance coming out of her chest, grabbing the crystal. Uh, and at this point is where she, I guess, takes in all the information. It looks like they like they had basically taken her and like they were using her for some purpose at this point. Well, she was I, in some sort of stasis. Well, she was kind of like in a coma. If you remember, um, in this timeline, we had said that she went into a coma. Um, mm-hmm. At some point, um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, she went into some sort of a coma, and I think they put her like into a secret place um, that you can only access through a portal through Kokoa, so this way they can keep her alive um, enough to get this information. Remember, guys, that when Moira dies and she resurrects, she retains all the information from her previous life. So this this begs the theory, though, if you think about it, because we were we were asking after the last podcast, we didn't touch on it very much, but when Moira dies, is it going all the way back in time in the same timeline, or is it an alternate timeline? That's, if you look yeah. at it from here, though, it seems like it's probably going back in the same timeline, because right. why otherwise would they care for, to prevent Moira from escaping and keep her alive for like a hundred years in stasis. Well, again, it's just so that they can get the information and pass it to her. But it, like, no, I mean, but, I mean, uh, Nimrod and the Omega Sentinel because they were holding her hostage. It seems right. Who Nimrod and the no, and no, the they weren't the one holding it. Where no, was this, this is this is this is a this is remember they go through a portal through Krakoa. Yeah, through Kokoa. Yeah, they go through a portal through Kokoa. So they they kept confused. her they kept her in hiding. Yeah, there's a lot to follow here, which is why we're we're breaking down our episodes into three issues instead of instead of the original. Even six. we're learning new things, you know. Um, so uh, Wolverine again finishes passing her the information. He confirms that she's gotten all the f- information. She, she says yes, and asks him what now. And Wolverine, in his silhouette, says, if we succeed, the old man said to send you on your way because there's nothing left to save here. And then he says, I'm sorry. And she says, it's okay. I have what I need now. And this, this is what you do. Which is a great line. And we get the panel of the silhouette of Wolverine plunging his claws into her stomach, which... This is a painful way to die. He could have just kind of like slit her wrist or something <laughs> or like decapitated her so she doesn't feel pain. But right through the stomach, <laughs> through stomach the spine, that's right here. You remember pretty this. messed up. Yeah, <laughs> You'll remember how you died. <laughs> it is uh, yeah, so, so he kills her. And, you know, obviously for the purpose of uh, resurrecting her and her... 10th uh, and potentially final life with this new information, which is apparently the information needed to save uh, uh, mutant kind. Um, but again, going back to that conversation that we were having, does this timeline continue or does this reset everything, right? Like once she's, once she's reborn, did all of this now not happen at all? Or is this a, a now another parallel universe? That's we don't question. know that yet. And I, I, I don't think it's going to be answered at any any time soon um it's definitely not answered here for those right things. because i mean at the end of the day like so like if 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 
you know, obviously Wolverine just told there's nothing left to save here, mm-hmm. you know, so they've already subscribed to the fact that they're all done and they're all dead. Well, obviously, I guess, so So if the timeline continues, that's where we get the Nimrod the Greater and the X-Men Year 1000. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's a separate parallel universe then, potentially. Or what? It, what depending on what life of Moira's that is, I guess. Is that still the ninth life? Is that yeah, we well, don't know yet. Yeah, that's life. true. This yeah, it's not the ninth life. life. Well, no, that could be the ninth life, right? Well, it could be her ninth life, but the continuation past her right, death. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, we, we don't so then, know. So then if that's the case, then that would mean that this isn't, that this would be parallel universes, not the same life. Mm. But see, I think you're right, though. I don't think this is going to be something that's going to reveal very soon, because in a way, if you figure out whether it's an alternate universe or it's the timeline going back, you will you will start to figure out what they're trying to do and what's yeah. going on. Even though we already yeah. kind of know what they're trying to do, but it also begs the question like if they're sending her back in time they're resigning themselves to their fate but does that mean if she goes back in time again this this goes back to the parallel universe or same timeline if she goes back in time does that then change this future we don't know in the the past in x-men it's always been alternate timeline yeah we don't know what the situation is here Whenever you mess around with like time travel, it's always really wonky, right? <laughs> this is why um, it's going to take us several. And so, sense. and then this issue ends beautifully. So ended the ninth life of Moira X. Moira ten? Moira X? Moira I think X. it's Moira X. It should be Moira X. I would imagine. Yeah. As in Professor X. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Professor Moira. Anyway, so that's that's that issue. What did you what did you guys think overall of the issue? I mean, we went through the art and everything. I thought the dialogue, I thought everything was great. It's one of those issues that I was like, when I read the issue, I definitely called Walter right away and I was like, dude, read this issue mm-hmm. right now. You have to read it. You can't wait. I was on edge of my seat when I saw like Apocalypse go down and Wolverine like yeah, punch the claws. That was crazy. That was the high point for me too. This Apocalypse is versus Nimrod the Lesser. I, I was a little... I'm not going to say that I wasn't going to continue reading when I read the first three, because as you guys know, it's one of my... I rated it a 10 last week. I loved the first three issues. But I was still trying to find... Even though I was entertained by it, I was looking for that hook that was going to con- get me to continue to try to figure out what the heck was going on, even though, again, the Moira reveal is amazing, and that's something that kept me somewhat hooked. But when I saw kind of this outcome... Like we said, the the like, or like I said, one of my favorite parts with Death's mask being pulled off, mm-hmm. that was an awesome part. Like it was a cool like sacrifice that was made by them, and then of course, like we said, Apocalypse in this issue is amazing. Yeah, like, this is this is uh, vintage, so badass Apocalypse, so and the art, and he's he's one of the most well drawn characters. Like. Like he's just so imposing. It, like ones. it makes me want to get a tattoo of Apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, awesome. <laughs> He's like, man, it really is sad that they haven't done him justice in the movies yet, but hopefully we'll get that in the next they, era. They butchered the man. They butchered him. Yeah. With Oscar oh, Isaac, no God. less. Who I, I love I, Oscar Isaac, but like, man, like, What's, I what? thought they what? butchered him. What? what? What's going on what with the You don't think they butchered him? Well, that's right. You kind of liked I kind of liked that. that iteration of Apocalypse. What? No, dude. Apocalypse of Ooze? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse is supposed to be, well... This is a nitpick, maybe, but he's supposed to be a lot bigger than more imposing. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I know. And my, he changed his size like, at the end. Yeah, they but. showed that they could have used him, but they they try to, it, you know, they did one of those things that I that I hated in the '90s, like '90s video game movies and comic book movies, where it's like, let's try to put this in our world and be as realistic as possible. Where instead of making him a larger than life being, they show that like, oh, this is how he is, but only in your mind when you're telepathically mm-hmm. challenging him. 
You know, when in real life, he's a huge dude. And he can change size. Yeah, and he can change size whenever he wants. He chooses to be a big, imposing guy because he wanted to walk and talk like a god, which to him, in his mind, he is. So why didn't they show him like that in that movie? That's the only thing that I didn't like, you know? And I'm not saying, I think Oscar Isaac could have done a great job, but it's more on the people who created it that that messed it up a little bit for me. And you know what? what And I love Olivia Munn as a... Yeah. She, mean, doesn't, a, she doesn't really do or say much, but, but I, don't, I, I love she doesn't really need to, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. if, if we're thinking of this the same way. I love you, Olivia. <laughs> um, Take me to prom. And she does do some really cool, like, <laughs> like action sequences. Yeah, no, but she's awesome. Anyway, moving on. Shall we move on to the next so episode? So we are into the last issue now. This, this is the last one we're of this episode. For right? this, for this uh, podcast episode. Now, this issue is now going to be the House of, uh, House of X3. Okay, and the title of the issue is going to be Once More Unto the Breach. Uh, Cyclops informs Professor X and Magneto that he has assembled the team in order to attack the Mothermold facility orbiting the sun. Cyclops briefs the team composed of Wolverine, Husk, Archangel, Monet, St. Croix, uh, Marvel Girl, Marvel Girl, Nightcrawler, and Mystique on their mission, and they take off. Interesting to see Mystique as part of the X-Men. Um... In the and under Cyclops's lead, no less. You only see Mystique as part of the X Men when stuff is really dire. Yeah, <laughs> really, really dire, or somehow in first class and under Fox label. <laughs> in the superhuman prison known as uh, Project Achilles, a trial is being held for Sabretooth. The trial is interrupted by Emma Frost in again super badassery. Uh, who presents the judge with a pardon from the U.S. Supreme Court along with all requisite paperwork as the U.S. government has agreed to a general amnesty for all mutants on American soil in anticipation of Krakoa becoming a sovereign nation. Despite the protests of the human officials at the court, Emma and Sabretooth are allowed to walk free and return to Krakoa, which is kind of cool, you know, being able to see, like, this kind of uh, mutant diplomacy going on. That's one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. Yeah, because Sabretooth, by all you know, by all rights, deserves to be in a 24-hour lockdown prison for the rest of his life. That's, mm-hmm. like, un, like I don't think anybody can really dispute that. So, like, in, in the real world, if we're talking about this in a real-world context, he's a terrorist. He's yeah, he's, a, he's, terrorist. A, he's, a, a, he's in he's like Osama bin Laden. He's a bin Laden-level, like, worse than that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because bin Laden does it for, like, a righteous cause in his mind. Sabretooth does it for fun. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm just going to murder people just because. Right, let's, let's, let's recap a little bit that the reason that he's been <laughs> captured is because they were sent on a miss- mission to get some information, and Sabretooth decided to kill a few humans along the way. Just because. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> On the Orcus Forge, where the Mother Mold is being constructed, the human scientists detect that the X-Men are inbound. Nightcrawler is sent in for recon and encounters the chief scientist and Omega Sentinel. Omega Sentinel deduces that the X-Men plan to attack the control, the control collars in order to send the Mother Mold hurling into the sun, thence destroying it. The X-Men dock onto the station and begin drilling their way in so that they can infiltrate and realizing that their only hope of defeating the X-Men is an asymmetrical response. Erasmus, the chief of security, sets off a bomb, killing himself and destroying the X-Men's vessel while they're still in it. So, what did you guys think of the issue? I was definitely thrown off by them getting blown up. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Again, this is the relaunch of the X-Men. Issue number three, blow up (laughs) X-Men. 
just ki- like kill them all, basically. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know what I mean? Let's just throw this in there. You know what I mean? Uh, again, interestingly enough, keeping you your, your hooks in, synced in, no red tag to let you know that there's something important happening in this issue. So, again, it just took me by surprise when I read it. It's like, what in the world? Um, so, yeah, anything that stood out uh, as far as uh, panels go, images? Uh, page. I'll, I'll tell you the page so you can bring it up and tell me that. But I, I did tell you that of the entire thing, the Sabretooth trial is one of my favorite parts. And Sabretooth, indeed, in this entire issue is something that really, really, really entertains me. So page 10. Okay, well, this panel right here, so I can just kind of pop it up. Oh, that's dude, a, that's, that's such a, a nice bit of artwork. Sabretooth. Oh, that's a I nice love bit of artwork. You, I actually really, really love Sabretooth. I feel like Sabretooth has never gotten like the 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 limelight that he deserves. I feel like the man needs to get some like real redemption, uh, some <laughs> Wolverine level love because people think that Sabretooth is just a nobody. They think that he's just like a bad like a bad guy villain, but he's actually a super strategic uh, genius level intellect. Believe it or not, he's yeah. just feral. At he's the same just time. extremely feral and 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 has insane yeah. bloodlust. He's smarter than Wolverine. He's yeah, just absolutely. crazier than Wolverine. Yeah, the different the difference is that like Wolverine, see, if you were to compare the two, uh holy, Wolverine is the one that shoe first, ask questions later, you know, and deal with it later, right? Wolverine is the one that's gonna jump in front of a, a, a hailstorm of bullets to <laughs> cut someone's neck. Where Sabretooth will plan the infiltration to a T and execute it perfectly just so that he can stand on top of you and slash your neck. Unless you know there's I mean? a bunch of wimpy humans that he could just murder for fun. Like, yeah. That's, that's the like, yeah. If, if you guys, uh, if any of you have ever gotten a chance to read, like, um, uh, some of the 90s stuff, uh, Age of Apocalypse, in this, like, kind of alternate reality, mm-hmm. uh, Sabretooth is leading a team where he's, like, intelligently, you know, infiltrating bases. and so He's amazing. But they've never, ever given him enough of that. You know, they've always made him, I feel like they've always made him into this uh, villain that's, like, kind of B-tier, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, like, know? you look at you look at the, the very first X-Men movies that came out. You look at the yeah, X-Men Origins. Terrible. He's more of, like, a, See, I'm going to bite first and ask questions later. Yeah. Right? Not in Origins so much. In Origins, he kind of Origins, in Origins, Origins is a one little of the, but they also, they also yeah, but they also played. They also played. They have a uh, Liv Schreiber who like who's fa- fantastic. He's fantastic time. as one of those cerebral kind of guys. Mm-hmm. But he's still you know? got like that like feral like insanity. But he's still very very intelligent, you, and that's why X Men Origins Wolverine annoys me so much because. <sighs> The interpretation of Sabretooth is one of the best that we've ever seen, in my opinion. We, we haven't seen many, but yeah. Yeah, but like it's true. and that, But I mean throughout all mediums, yeah. throughout the comic yeah, book true, and everything. Because yeah. yeah. in the movies, he's always just kind of been like, he's again, a, like he's he's, a, it's a, it's a, a tank. See, where where Wolverine is a is a pure, you know, a berserker hunter, Sabretooth is the kind of hunter that... That you want to be. He's the hunter that will like find you without any advantages. He's mm-hmm. the predator. He's a real, real predator. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Actually, that's not a bad yeah. comparison. He kind of yeah. is like that. I could totally see like freaking a young Arnold playing Sabretooth for sure. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, that would have worked. I mean, but but yeah. Like anyway, getting back to it, that um, is one of my favorite panels in the comic. What about for sure. what, what about like uh, AJ? Do you have any specific uh, areas in the comic that you? Like? I like the part where 
I don't remember which panel it is, but you get a really nice toothy, like, ah, I'm snarling at you. Saber tooth? With saber yeah. tooth? Yeah, and I think I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, uh, is it the one, one with... That one's close, but I think... Is, that, is it the side, this side view one? Look at the... Look at my phone. The one where he's... No. At the bottom there? No. Is it the one where he's talking to the... Uh, here, I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> uh, no... Uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but I mean, he definitely has a few like awesome panels. They drew him amazing in this in, in this issue. I mean, again, kudos to the artists and the writers. They did him absolutely wonderful here. And then we also kind of get like in that section, we get like uh, a bit of Emma Frost's awesome attitude, which we've always gotten, you know. Uh, but in this instance, right when she's uh, about to take uh, Sabretooth away, we have one of the security council, one of the security people say, no, this is not how this ends today, not on my watch. And Emma, and she points a gun point blank at Emma's face. And Emma Frost, the White Queen, says, normally I dominate that little mind of yours and make you stick that gun where your last boyfriend left you. But I've been told the art of diplomacy is about equalizing power dynamics. So why don't you pretend that some larger American purpose is being served here today, and I'll pretend like you could have stopped me. Mm-hmm. And like just in those two little panels, it's like whoa, this is like that. That's that's that super high level. Put you down, get off me. And they just walk out with Sabretooth at that point. <laughs> and not to, to go too far ahead in spoilers, but like later on, we see how the placement of some of these mutants, how they kind of place them in the hierarchy of the of the political or leading class in Krakoa, this is, this is a good reason why. You see, that, like, why they put her in that position of power, because she's, not only is she one of the most powerful mutants in terms of her, her yes. is she Omega and telekinetic I abilities. Remember. I believe she is. We do, have a li- we do have a, li- well, we do have a list in one of the issues, I don't remember which issue, we have a list mm-hmm. of the Omega level uh, mutants. We have to double check it, because I yeah. believe she, she definitely used to be an Omega level mutant, I think they retconned that, but I think that that might be the case again. But this is another instance of like, remember, she's just, she's not just an Omega level mutant, she's also very intelligent, very cunning, <laughs> She's a little she's bit like usually Magneto self- in a way. Well, yeah, I think she definitely is. But <laughs> mm-hmm. she's a little bit more self-serving than Magneto. I think she's yeah. fully self-serving. But that's, that's also one of the interesting things is that whereas she's normally a very self-serving character, mm-hmm. in this instance, she's she. it's like she still has that attitude of a self-serving person. But she decides that she she speaks of like, oh, well, you know, I'm being taught that I need to be diplomatic and this, that, and the other. It's like all these people that we've always seen as villains are now coming together for this greater cause. So Emma Frost, Magneto, and Apocalypse. I mean, this is amazing. And we're you not know? really halfway and they're, done. And they're not even tricked into doing any of this. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's not like any, you know, special thing. It's uh, all just for the common cause. <laughs> Except for Sabretooth. Eli, do you have any uh, anything that jumped out of you from this issue? I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't really much because it seemed like a short issue. It's oh like yeah, not a lot so? happens, I guess. Well, you yeah. know what it is, is that we don't sort have of. like we 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 kind of got left on a cliffhanger. That's why. Yeah. We got left on a cliffhanger by that uh ship uh there there the yeah. X the X wing I guess, um being blown to bits. <laughs> so like one of the things that I kind of liked was um I think you guys mentioned it, but it was basically just saber tooth. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. because. I mean, there isn't really much to it, but it's just the way he acts. He acts like such a child. (laughs) 
But I, he, I think he, he's kind of he does kind of act like a spoiled brat, you know. Does I think the reason why I love it so much though is that he he ends up being kind of pivotal to the way that things progress in the story. Right, and we're gonna get to that. You're gonna see that mm-hmm. Sabretooth actually plays a tremendously huge part in building this nation. Almost passively, but well, yes. you you will not guess how <laughs> he is such like why he's such a crucial part to building this nation. Yeah, like why um, would a guy in handcuffs? be crucial. Well, well you no, no, read no. it. No, no, no. You haven't read it yet. You're not allowed no, to he guess hasn't read it. Yet. Oh, you haven't read yeah, it yet. He hasn't read right. it yet. Well, we'll take it. your guess afterwards well, because... Yeah. <laughs> but I... So I want to go back actually to the beginning of the issue and I wanted to speak specifically mm-hmm. on this part um, just because it's... Uh, the very beginning is pretty... It starts off like relatively somber, you know? Uh, it starts off with uh, um, a Cyclops looking directly at Xavier and at Magneto and and again, it starts with him saying, it's done. I've assembled the team, good mutants all, who accept the mission for what it is. And I want to go through these panels because I think starting this, sh- this issue the way that it, that the way that it did was, was huge for um, the emotion that they're trying to invoke in the reader. Uh, so I'm going to go through the dialogue of the first page. Um, so a again, great, a great page, by the yeah, way, in terms of artwork as well. The artwork is amazing, and the dialogue goes right with it, like... You know, on top. Um, so yeah, so Cyclops says it's done. I've assembled assembled the team, good mutants all who have who accept the mission for what it is. They understand both the stakes and the risk. They understand and embrace it. Xavier says, "Such a brave face you're wearing for me, but I can hear the fear in your mind, Scott." And Scott says, "Is it wrong that I'm afraid? That I have doubts?" And Xavier says, "Of course not." Uh, oh, sorry, missed the page. So, sorry, he says, of course not. You've always been that way. What matters is that you overcome it, and you do so for your family. You make me so proud, and let me put your fears to rest, my son. You're not going to die. I won't allow it. And here's the part that really kind of gets me. Especially knowing what we know later. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) especially seeing the freaking jet getting blown up right (laughs) magneto starts off or follows up and says for the righteous can never truly die they live on transformed into something immortal by their mighty works for you to die you would have to be forgotten and no one forgets a founder of a nation this is honestly one of my favorite bits of dialogue in the whole thing yeah the entire comic because it really sums up to me, in a way, it sums up in an emotional and in, in, a, in a narrative way what it is that they're trying to do, in a sense. And not exactly, but like maybe in a metaphorical way. I'm, it's hard to describe how I feel about it, but like this line is fantastic. Well, the and thing it's is, delivered by Magneto, who's awesome. Yeah, well, the thing is that like, so, so you have like the dynamic, this very, very important dynamic here, where again, we, we spoke about how like Cyclops is much more of a militaristic soldier. In this one, a great soldier, follows orders, doesn't mm-hmm. matter what the consequences are. And he's obviously very clear in stating that, well, relatively clear in stating that, like, they know that this is basically a suicide mission. And Cyclops has picked a team where he's described to them what this mission is and the risks of the mission and the consequences of it. And in Magneto and Xavier, we also now see the very caring and optimistic yet realistic uh, Martin Luther King kind of figure mm-hmm. in Xavier, trying to comfort him and let him know not to be afraid. 
he won't let him die. Mm -hmm. And we don't know exactly what that means as of yet, but Magneto, in a more Malcolm X hard metaphorical sense, instills in him that even if you die, you will not die because you will not be forgotten. So we know, we kind of get that feeling. This gives us the gravity of, of, of what we're about to, to read, that they're going off to a suicide mission, and Xavier, Magneto, and Cyclops all accept that this is probably going to be a suicide mission. Yeah, it's, it is really is great. And I, I actually didn't think about it that way, but you're right. It kind of pushes the MLK, yeah, and Malcolm X dynamic yeah, because, a little bit more. Yeah, so so that's why, to me, that was definitely the marquee part of the uh, the issue because of the way that it started. It already put it in the back of my mind that, like, oh, something serious is going to happen. And mm -hmm. we end the issue with the jet being blown up. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are. We're, 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 you know, that's the three issues. Um Again, I think that we all rate the artwork absolutely phenomenal. I think that these three issues, art-wise, were as good, if not better, I think definitely better than the first three issues that we reviewed. Um, and dialogue was amazing across all three issues. Uh, uh, any final thoughts before we go into reviews? The only, the only other small mention I want to make about artwork in this episode is I forgot I really issue, liked issue this issue. We're reading. I, I know. Why do I keep saying? I'm just so used to <laughs> we're used to, we're used to reviewing shows and movies. That's why this issue and episode nines. Pardon my my terrible nerdiness. Um, the the panel the page in this issue where the sentinels come out is really cool. I like the design of the sentinels that they have. Yeah, here. the one that's like there's like a drill one. There's like that gigantic one. Yeah, dude. There's like the one with the yep. really long arms. Yep. The ones with the hook for, hooks for arms. That's a really cool sequence as well. A really cool bit of artwork in this in this issue. I almost did it again. <laughs> I almost did it again, but I I any, will not do that again. Any any final thoughts? Yeah. So I I didn't. I didn't notice it quite before, but now that we went like in in sequence, like we saw we saw these three. I like how, with the artwork, you you the first one we saw it had like that very dreamy look yeah, to it, subtle mm -hmm. like more silhouettes, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you went to the future one. It was hard. It was very, cold. Yes. That was meant. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mm -hmm. meant to. That was meant to drive home. This is real. This is happening. Mm -hmm. This is not a dream. Wake up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have this middle one here, which is kind of like a um, hybrid between yeah, the two. Yeah, mixture both. Yeah, and you're it's right. and it really. I guess accentuates the concreteness of this present timeline. That's very true. That's very true. I, I like that. I like that dynamic with the artwork sense, between yeah. these three. You think of it thematically, and the yeah the earlier issues. I thought episodes, but I said issues. See so what's <laughs> happening again. Um, no, but in the earlier issues where they're where they're they're young and hopeful, and Professor X is still like hasn't even formed the X Men. You mm -hmm, see that mm -hmm. dreamlike dynamic because it's almost the dream of the future that yeah, they still have an experience. I wonder if that was specifically intentional. I bet it was. I yeah, bet I it was because because so. even when you look at like I had mentioned earlier, how some of the panels in these issues have like color themes and all yeah, of that. Everything yeah. seems very intentional in the artwork. And then, you know, Meta, you talked about it when we talked about one of the earlier issues where the sun the sunlight was very clearly coming yes, out of yes, different yes, directions yes. in the last episode and very yeah. accentuated. Uh, we talked about that there. So I think that a lot of the artwork is extremely intentional. I think even the way that they position certain characters on panels is supposed to say something maybe subtle that we don't that we don't find out about them in these stories um, or that we find out in later issues. 
But I think to your point, definitely meta, the way that the artwork in, in, is set up in this is really, really deliberate, really, really intentional, and really intelligent, really intelligently done for all of the intellectuals out there. You know, one of the cool things that I also want to like uh, say specifically about this issue is that at the end of the issue, we also get the Krakoan alphabet, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, <laughs> up until this point, uh, the issues have had like certain messages, which I still kind of want to go back and see if those messages are translations to the titles I or there's you. like a hidden message in there. I told you I have to go back and read yeah, all of this. Because now that we have the alphabet, I want to see what those earlier issues uh, showed. But um, Easter eggs. Definitely want to see. Definitely want to see how I write my name in this alphabet. Um, so reviews then. So uh, I'm. I'll, I'll go first since last time I went last. I'm mm -hmm. gonna pretty much. I'm. I wanna. I wanna say I'm gonna give this a ten for the three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, again, this isn't. A, we have. We still need to finish the entire thing before we give our full on order. But for me, these three issues together, this little section of the story is definitely a ten. I mean. With the art was absolutely phenomenal across all three issues. Dialogue was amazing across all three issues, and the key scenes that we got uh, across all three issues were amazing. The apocalypse, uh, Wolverine uh, killing Moira, um, just so many amazing moments in just mm -hmm. these three issues. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't see how I could not give it a ten. Great dialogue. Yeah, it was writing. just this is this is to me like the perfect example. Like, if you want to be a stellar uh, inker, colorist, uh, sketch artist, uh, dialogue, whatever, this is this is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't see how you give any comic book enthusiast these three books and tell them that there's something wrong anywhere in these books. Yeah, because when you look at it, the, the artwork in these issues serves more than just the visual aesthetic. It serves the story. Yes, which is, yes. That's yeah, what you're supposed to now, do as a comic artist. Yeah, and, and and now that we even talk about it more, talking about how, like, you know, in, in, in you know, the very subtle examples of, um, you know, the softer colors in the older timelines, mm -hmm. the sharp lines, the bold lines that Eli pointed out in the future timelines, mm -hmm. the combination of both to denote the present. Um, like, that's, you know, this is... Comic books aren't just, obviously, they're a visual medium. So it's important that they're telling the story with the art, mm -hmm. not just in the obvious sketches and the story progression that they're creating in the images of the people and the environments that they create, but also in the way that they apply elements of the art that's not direct. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and you know, when you can, like, yeah, that's, again, another reason why I give this a 10. So, Okay, so you know what? I'll go, I'll go next and give my opinion on this one. Um, so this is, I actually preferred the first three issues, but only slightly. Okay. I would give this a nine and a half. The only reason I say that is not because anything in, this, in these issues is particularly negative in any way, mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. than the fact that, and I, I won't fault anything in the writing or the artwork for this. Maybe it's just because I'm a dummy. But like I was definitely confused for a little bit. And I know that we get a little bit more of the information in later issues about what's going on in some mm -hmm. of these. Mm -hmm. Um, but only because of that, where like I got where I got a little too confused at some points, and I really had to go back a little bit. And and because a lot happens in these issues, but not quite as much as in the first three, I think, and well, in the last three, yeah. which is fine. Um, but for those small reasons, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. I still okay. think it's great. 
Um, and because of the great moments that we get, like you mentioned, a lot of great yeah. moments with Sabretooth, some of the best dialogue and best writing in the entire run is in these issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the best artwork, even though the the last issue was one of my least favorite ones in terms of artwork, it's they're still the last all issue great. Was like an epilogue, and we'll talk more yeah. about that when we get there. But it was very much more like an epilogue versus an ending. It's probably intentional so, yeah, in a way I that I that I haven't noticed yeah. yet. And we're, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> and I have like my thoughts on that when we get to that episode. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but you know, like the visually, it looks great. There's some great panels, uh, like I said, great moments. And and the thing of it that's interesting is so, this is gonna relate to a manga. I was reading the Dragon Ball Super manga, and there were a lot of complaints about it. Uh, when you get past the anime, actually, when you get to like the Moro saga and all that stuff, there were a lot of complaints because this is another thing about being a comic artist. You have to know how to tell your story without clutter, and there was a lot of complaints in in the first few issues when they got past the the anime mm -hmm. that the 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 manga was just cluttered panels where there was just way too much going on mm -hmm. and it just becomes visually noisy and messy i love how how efficient they are with the mm -hmm. panels in this one nothing ever you know, gets too crazy but you know what i think that that comes to the uh the the, the language of the colors the the, mm -hmm. the colorist and the, the the design language i guess of um mm -hmm. the, the color scheme of of the the book which is why we have like very simple colors mm -hmm. um as opposed to like a lot of heavy textures and stuff like that you know yes. um i think of you know the opposite of this would be frank miller you know, like his style, like everything is very, very textured, a lot of like, you know, you know, a lot of depth and everything. It could be really busy. So if you see like a page that has like seven or eight panels full of really busy, you know, backgrounds and images, it'd be tough to get through. Over here, we have simpler, simpler designs, simpler color selections, just really, really good, cohesive color selections. Yeah, so. even when there's a lot going on in that particular page, yeah. it's it's efficiently sort of spread out so as not to overwhelm you with one panel. Every panel right. still gets its chance to stand out. And there are certainly panels where, as we've noted, there's like a really great bit of artwork or a really great bit of dialogue. But it, the visual language and the efficiency of the way that they plot yeah. it out is very, very good. But, I mean, yeah, like it's it's almost perfect for me. This it, Indeed, this entire comic run is yeah. almost perfect. I, thought, I thought it was a little bit less confusing. I mean, I know that like so the first powers of 10 issue that we read was uh, pretty confusing. But in this one, I feel like we got a little bit more information. I mean, we got more information to uh, be confused with, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But at least we were introduced to more elements of this future generation, the the, the, the Phalanx, the Librarian, like Nimrod little, the Great, all that little stuff. Bread so. that yeah, little breadcrumbs that they're dropping Yeah, little breadcrumbs. So, like, you know, I, like, I see, like, for me, going from, like, the first issue of Powers of 10 to these two issues of powers of 10 i felt like i started seeing how these breadcrumbs were coming together to build a crust at least so that's fair uh, enough. but <laughs> eli, i mean that's that's my oh, opinion eli what would what, what, uh give us your review of uh of these three issues your rating so to speak or any final thoughts you might have did you let me ask you a question did you find this corny at all oh uh, yes that's the <laughs> That's that's the benchmark for me. I don't think for, you guys, are, think you guys are gonna like my answer. It. Oh god. my god! <laughs> what? Go on. Seven out of ten. What? Oh, wow. A seven? That's oh a my god! Interesting number. Uh, Why is tell it? me. You're interesting, or you're interested? I, I think you're interesting. You're totally interesting. You're a very interesting person. Interesting. Interesting. 
<laughs> you're good enough. You're smart uh, enough. Let, you said seven like or you. seven and a half. I don't remember. Seven. I need that. Coffee. A seven. Oh my gosh. What Go on. happened? I found the first three more the most interesting. Why? Huh? Well, that's why, fine. Why, Explain why, yourself. Why the seven out of ten? Um, I don't know. It's you it's either know. it's either it's either. It's either it was a little bit too complicating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or no, I don't think that was it. I think it's probably because there's so much dialogue, and I can't, I can't get, like, there's this one page, um, page three out of thirty-two, um, on in this issue that we were just House of X three. Okay. Um, or no, how this is House of X? Or no, no, no he's right. Powers of Ten. Yeah. Powers of Ten. Powers of Ten. And um, mm-hmm. page four too. There's just so much dialogue, and I just... <laughs> Man, See, you would not have survived confused. in the 90s. Huh? <laughs> yeah. There's so much dialogue. But like, okay. I, is I understand. It, is it bad but dialogue? It, yeah, is it bad dialogue? Like, like, I don't think it's bad dialogue. Like, it's a lot of information, but it's not bad dialogue. Number I think. three, I didn't find that the dialogue didn't even really matter. Right now. Yet. Yet. Number That's the thing. Okay. Yes, but this is the thing. I he is talking about it standalone, though. So I will give you that. You're talking about this kind of just in its in its. I guess own yeah. Yeah, we are talking about yeah, thing, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. I will say you're right. You're right. I will say that that it does start to make sense as you get into the end of it. But, but we are rating it just these three issues. Exactly. So. What What did you think? What else did you think about it, though? Are you rating that because of the artwork, because of the dialogue, because art, of all the art details? Art is 10 out of 10. You love the art. Okay. Art is 10 okay. out of 10. Well, love the art. The last one was not, not I, your favorite. I, I, would, I would agree that the uh, last, <laughs> I would agree that, that, that the <laughs> House of X3 wasn't as strong. Eight and a half. It's still I, good for artwork. I, 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 it was great for artwork. It, it wasn't the reason to me. It, it wasn't as as striking as Powers of Ten, uh, three was because of the scenes that we got in Powers of Ten. That's why. So it might have felt like lackluster, mm-hmm. because we didn't see no huge apocalypse. We didn't <laughs> see no Wolverine, like stabbing Moira. We didn't see, uh, Zorn, you know, committing suicide and stuff like that. We didn't see any of that striking stuff. So that's why, to me, again, like it's, you know, the moments versus the art. It's it's important to make sure. That we're judging it accordingly. I so. mean, there were some points where the dialogue, like, it really just got me super interested in the storyline. But then there was, like, mm-hmm. some points in the dialogue where it's, like, just, like, really? And then... Do you have um, do you have a favorite part out of all of this? Like, a favorite sequence or a favorite part of an issue? Maybe a favorite panel. Is um, there something that really stood out to you that you really, really liked and really, really enjoyed? The thing that I really liked most, and the seven I think ten uh, still isn't that Andre, bad. Andre knows this. I don't remember where it was. Um, I think it was Powers of X. I mean... Um, Powers of Ten. <laughs> yeah. In episode three? <laughs> uh, House of X, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm a jerk. <laughs> it was oh, House of X number three? I'm getting mixed up. Well, I'm what's mixed what's up. the sequences you're talking about, and then we'll figure out what issue it was in. No, no. Because I can't even remember no, what issue everything is in anyway. Yeah. It's no. I'm I'm well, sorry. I read a little bit ahead. Oh, this is be past what we just talked about. Yeah, I've been, I've been reading a little bit ahead. Oh well, that doesn't help. Yeah. So. Well, what about what we just talked about? Is there something in there that stood out to you, or do you want to end sadly, your review there? Sadly, 
No. I guess that's why it's a seven out of ten, huh? Okay. Yeah. All that's right. fair though. It's it's it. I mean, let me ask you this, because again, our rating system is if it's one out of five, it's don't bother reading it, or maybe at least think about it, but definitely don't buy. Six to ten, it's consider buying it, definitely reading it. Do you feel like somebody should buy these, or should, somebody should just borrow them or read them on the app? Do you think it's worth a buy? Hmm. Off the top of your head. Okay. Um. Like, if you had five bucks for a Big Mac or this ish, and you can only get one of the two, which one would you do? Do you even like Big Macs? <laughs> Sadly. Oh, my gosh. You would say the you Big Mac? You would buy Mac? the Big Mac? Oh, my God. No, not, I wouldn't even. It probably buy wasn't even no, a good no. idea to make it food. No, no. I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even buy the Big Mac. I would just save my money. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. The yeah. first, the first three issues, I would yeah. recommend definitely buy. That's that's definitely. Wow. And then forget about the rest of the story. <laughs> no. No. no I mean, then, you can still the read it and enjoy the, the story, but the, add it to your collection if you feel like you don't need to add it to your collection. The first few and then the last three, but just in case you want to like make a collection, then I'd suggest just buying the whole entire thing. All right, so I guess the seven makes sense. It's like definitely read it, possibly buy it. Okay, and it uh, does lead somewhere. Okay, so you're AJ? entitled to your opinion, even though it's wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, <No>. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. What's up, buddy? So I'm Albino gonna rate this <laughs> a nine out of ten. All right, the My reason man. why. The reason why Bring it's nine. Back to the House of X. <laughs> Eli, you're removed from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it's nine and not nine point five or even nine point nine is because, mm-hmm. and I know we haven't talked about this yet, mm-hmm. but I really love the last three issues of this run. Those we cannot. I know, on, I know. No, no, I know. No, no, I know. You I know, cannot. You cannot base it off of that. You have to judge just these three. Yeah, issues. judge it on its own merits. Okay, because we're gonna get a chance to judge the entire series together, mm-hmm. but. Some people might want to collect a couple of the issues. Some people might just want to read all these issues. Some people might want to collect the entire series based on your recommendations. Now, of course, a nine is probably a buy, but we do need still. to judge it. We mm-hmm. do need to judge it just these three issues. Let's stick to let's stick to our guns over here. I know it's not easy. These three issues, but try it as on yeah. its own. Do it on its own without comparing it to anything else. And if yeah. it's still a nine, it's still a nine, but. Yeah, so with regards to, I I like, at first, I wasn't too fond of this whole phalanx situation. Like, Uh okay, we're getting into some really outworldy, new worldy stuff, but I I come to appreciate it, but you you guys really need to read the stuff in between. It enlightens you so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like... I, I, I read through the whole thing the first time. And I was like, okay, what did I just read? All right, maybe if I go and look at this middle stuff and it just... I don't it, read it makes You have to. I, I haven't at read all. all of it. I read a little bit of it. I don't read those at all. I have not read all of it. Of, of, uh, I read of the, all like of the, them. The supplemental information. The data dumps? No, you got to <laughs> read them. What I've been doing is I read the issue and then I go back and read the uh the data dumps after i read the entire issue because sometimes like i don't want to i don't want to like read like the data dumps i want to go through the story because i'm like anxious to find out what the next panel has and then i go back and read like the the bonus 
the bonus stuff. Yeah, but that's the, why but, I didn't do that either. It's too jarring for me when you're like reading the comic and it's like, all right, let's read this encyclopedia entry that's like three pages long and then go back to the It's a not panel. three pages yeah, long. But, it's yeah. one page. But that's the thing. There's like, a lot in the what, first issue. Though. One or maybe the first two. Issue, yeah. The first issue. Oh, but the first They're issue important, is like, man. They're important. They're really, really dumps. important. The very first issue of the entire thing was House of X one, I think. That wasn't a lot. I mean, it's it was like a decent amount, pages. but again, but the reason they're important is because it's it's world building stuff. Wait, so hold on, I gotta go back like, to that. And you no, can continue. You can go back to that after the episode. No, you can, you can continue. <laughs> I'm just gonna look at it yeah. and for my own purposes. I understand it can be a little dense, but I mean, in in my defense, I I'm kind of used to dense at this point, <laughs> so it's like I can read through the whole thing and it's like, oh, okay, cool. But either way, Phalanx wasn't too much of a fan of it. It grows on me. Agreed. I like the, I like the you know the the thing that I pointed out earlier with the the way they use the art to like symbolize time or like give you a sense of what time period you're in. Aside from this is the year one hundred. <laughs> in terms of the actual story, it, it was a little like, like you were going up with those first three issues and then it starts to kind of plateau for me a little bit and okay. but mm -hmm. then once you get to the very last panel mm -hmm. of the house of x3 is like okay whoa now we're going down right. what mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe on that account that's why it's a nine but don't don't by any means take that as a bad thing that's a good thing no, 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 yeah. really because good. that because yeah, yeah. that kept me like okay whoa what are they where are they going to go from here i yeah. Where's okay. the next issue? Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's my rating. Nine. Definitely buy it. All right, well, there much. you have it. Uh, you got a 10 from me, a 9.5, I believe. Yes, sir. From Mose, a 7.5, <laughs> a 7, sorry, a 7 from Eli. 6.5, actually. Don't do that. No, no. don't do that. No. no. You no. can't troll your fans, man. You can't troll our fans okay, like that. Fine. That's terrible. 6.9. No, That's we're only not doing a rating. Halves. It's, uh, it's halves. Seven, 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 just seven, just seven. Okay? Seven is fine. We're not going to change. I mean, seven is not I'm fine. I'm so but... sorry for right now. I'm so sorry to to the fans out there who are diehard about these three uh, last issues. You're allowed to rate it as Wait, a seven. What? But that means that these fans are allowed to troll you. <laughs> <laughs> and then AJ has given it a nine. Uh, that I believe is the end of this issue. Now, uh, uh, this issue, this episode, <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the podcast. So and this issue. Uh, all right. The so comic. following up uh, on our next uh, episode, uh, which we will uh, uh, hopefully get done by the in, in a week or so. We should um, be dropping it. We should a be dropping after this, this one. one. Yeah, we're gonna try to drop them week after week. Um, the uh, the next three issues that we're going to be reviewing are going to be House of X four, Powers of Ten four, and then House of X five, which is highlighted in red. So we know something big happens in the next episode. Mm. So if you're reading along, those are the three issues that we're going to be reviewing. Uh, keep reading, keep following, keep sharing our podcast, keep listening. Keep listening. Keep listening. Thank you to our listeners, Thanks especially. Oh, and, and you know what? Thanks a lot to to you guys out there because we're uh, definitely growing um, in our in our listener base. Um, and so, want to give a special thanks to to you guys. Please keep sharing so that we can grow more. The more that we grow, the more that we can do for our community, uh, like giveaways and stuff like that. We will have a giveaway that we're going to be announcing at the end of uh, this series of uh, uh, of of episodes where we're reviewing the House of X and Powers of 10 
uh, line. Um, but yeah, uh, Jose, you want to give them the addresses? And, oh, AJ. Yeah. And shout out to our guys on Instagram who are actually responding to us when we do the posts. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's been I really love, we, fun. We See? love the community engagement. We love you guys uh, commenting. We love to engage and, 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 you know, continue dialogue with you guys. So please keep it coming, keep it going. I'm gonna you know, tell us, tell us what you guys want us to to post that make you guys comment, so that we can we can give you more of that. I'm gonna say one thing that has really stood out to me, and and actually also maybe you guys out there in internet land can point out to me what the heck is going on here, because maybe some of you are a little bit more well versed in Instagram than we are. I don't know, um, but I was looking at one of the posts that we did on the, our last episode. Uh, the House of X Powers and Ten reviews that we've been doing. And if we look at our feed directly from our page, excuse me for a moment while I look at it, it has nine likes. Okay? Okay? If we, if we look at our notifications, this post has 1,578 likes. So I don't know who's engaging us out there. I don't really know how this works. Instagram is weird. Yeah, but look at it. 1,500 likes. Whoa. 1,500. Uh, uh, on what? Where, where, where? I know. I'm confused. I'm confused. But it, it doesn't even matter. What in the world? It doesn't even matter. That means there's definitely some engagement happening, happening somewhere. But regardless of that. I want to just, you know, uh, piggyback on what we'll dude, be said. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Sick. you for the engagement that we've had on our last few episodes. They've been some of our most popular ones so far. Um, and again, thanks for as... And as there's, there's said, one more thank you that we got to give out there, and that's to our uh, uh, fearless leader who was not able to be part of our episode tonight, Walt, um, who is uh, out in the world uh, handling... Um, uh, Personal matters and saving saving the world as some, we know it. So. Some business. Be, being the hero that we all know and love. So Handling thank you for business. being the man that uh, handles all the back-end stuff. Walt will be back so. soon, we hope. Yep. Hopefully we'll get him back on our next episode. Um, but that's it, guys. Yeah. That's it. Again, so many thanks to all of you who are engaging us on Instagram and elsewhere uh, in the recent weeks and recent months as we've re-released ourselves to, to Get Geek. Um, we're really enjoying it, and we're really enjoying all your feedback. We're really enjoying the relationships we're building all of you. As we've said in the past, we want this to be a community and baby steps, but we're getting closer to that goal because we're getting in the type of engagement that we want, your opinions, your thoughts on all the things that we talk about. Um, and some of you congratulating us on our growth and some of your other podcasts that we, that we engage with, you know, having a relationship with them and congratulating them on their own growth. Um, so again, just many, 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 many thanks. I can't say it enough. Thank you so much to the fans out there. Thank you so much to the people who have engaged with us and have shared our content, liked our content. On that note, uh, as always, guys, you know, look us up on all the familiar social media platforms. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can find our podcast on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Um, we're also on Twitter. Check us out everywhere you can. Share and subscribe. Rate us on iTunes. Just let us know what you think. As always, keep engaging us. We, we love your comments on Instagram. Keep them coming. We love your feedback. We love your likes. And, you know, just because I have said it so many times, I'll say it once more. Thank you so much to the community and the fans that we're starting to build out there. Many, many thanks from us. 
That's another episode that we're going to be signing off on. And as always, I am Jose. Wolfie. Yeah, fellow intellectual AJ over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot, shoot, hold on. Okay, no, we don't, no, we don't, no. we don't, we don't. Don't do it. We don't need Sorry. that. No. Oh, That's not God. your name. That's not your name. I just love doing this. That's not your name. Why? <laughs> That's Eli. not your name, bro. That's not your name, bro. All right. Let's stop. All right, bro. From, uh, from the boy Eli, bro. And from the whole crew here. And from Walt as well, who will be joining us again soon. Thanks very much, guys. And as always, my friends, stay geeky. <laughs>